You are listening to You Heard It Here, second episode 45. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. Ooh, I've been to one of them. God, what is the name of that one? <laughs> God, Aspen. Aspen is still, still in my head. <laughs> Derek and Steve present... Hmm. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> we haven't built that into the game yet, so I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. I was just going to yell down to my mom. Actually, that's, you could probably do that. That's approved. All right. Hey, Mom, I'm on Steve's game show. <laughs> Name a chocolate that sells good at Halloween. You probably indulge in one or two of a beverage named after this mountain oh, on the weekend. yes, I did. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 45 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, what Christmas dessert are you most looking forward to when you go home for the holidays? Nice, Derek. I put Derek on the spot to come up with a question that's not, how's it going? (laughs) I fell back Um, into the how's it going. So so. I would say my favorite Christmas dessert that I'm looking forward to when I go home. (laughs) Or food, or food. food. Uh, (laughs) If it's food, it's it's ham. Ham. It's, It's a nice spiral ham, but if it's... Dessert, I would say grandma's apple pie. Ooh, yeah, nice. she makes a mean apple pie. Nice, nice. What do you, how about you? I now, think you I must think, have an answer. Yeah, I think uh, I'm thinking uh, these cookie bars. I that, knew you were gonna say yeah, cookies. Cookie, well, they're not cookies, they're like cookie bars. It's like brownie cookies, sort of mixture. It's hard to explain. As far as the food goes, you know, uh, we don't always have a ham. Um, a lot of people always have ham. We don't always have it. So we if we if we do have it, I'm looking forward to that. We ham it up in yeah. my house. Um, a lot of times we'll have like more of like pasta dishes. What are um, you? What the? So it's Italian, you know. I'm Italian too. They so, do fish. That's what. Well, they, no, no, what I we know. Do. it's not like it's it's like a it's not like a super Italian thing. It's just like wow. you know, in the absence of ham, sometimes it's you know more pasta and and other food and red sauce. We don't have a we don't have a very strict. Uh, repetitive christmas meal gotcha uh, thanksgiving we we do have more consistency so as you should so episode 45 of you heard it here second we're inching closer to 50 um i want to i want to put the psa actually out right now uh mm. for that um we are going to be putting together a big big old montage for big for, fat for episode montage. 50 so that is five weeks away um but episode 50 uh we have put together uh in our own uh organization here uh, a grid of all of the episodes. So basically, you know, tw- 10 to 12 columns wide versus four, uh, 45 rows down, you know, of or 50 rows down of all the episodes that will have happened up till episode 50. A spreadsheet. Um, a spreadsheet. You can call it a spreadsheet in, 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 if you'd in like. In layman terms, it's a spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, and so we are, are filling that in with timestamps of good clips from every episode. So we're not that far into it yet. And so I am enlisting the public uh, in this task in that I would love for you guys to send us in timestamps uh, that are associated with episodes that you happen to listen to. And you can start from this episode if you want. Like I don't, I'm not asking you to go through and listen from 1 through 44 again. I'm asking you that. If you can listen through <laughs> any, any of the old ones, I, I'm also giving my PSA out to people who have been on the show. Yes. If you want to re-listen to your own, because it's always fun to listen to the one you're on, yep. if you could timestamp that one. Yeah. With, you, with any parts, whether it's your section, whether it's a, a, a follow-up section, but anything yeah. you think is funny or just like a good quote. As you're listening, yeah. It, it can be as small. Like we're talking about the type of quotes that are in our intros, you know, yeah. like a lot of times even as short as that. Um, so if you can, if you, you know, if each person that listens would listen to one prior episode would actually crowdsource the whole thing, you know. And that's um, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No but way. It's not going to happen, but it would get us a good chunk of the way there if uh, people want to just go listen to a random old episode just one and send us the timestamps of your favorite clips in that episode and you that can't perfect timestamp the intros right right because they have the music in the background which that's what we're trying to right. avoid so if, if you want basically pretend like you're creating an intro of the funny clips and find some random stuff yeah. in the old yeah. episode you, you can see what we what we do every week to it's make actually kind of fun it it is kind it's of one fun. of my yeah. favorite <laughs> things i do during the week is yeah. re-listen to a random episode and pick the funny clips yeah so we're enlisting you to do that. Um, check the website because I intend to sometime this week put up like a form up there that you can. And, and there already is a, f- a feedback form like contact us or something or join the show. I forget what it's called on the actual website. But you can go there and you can use that. You can put the timestamps in for the episodes uh, right there and send them to us and we'll be able to get that. So 
quick little PSA there, uh, helping us to make that montage because the more that you can help us, the better and and longer that montage yeah. can be. And we don't ask much, right? Yeah, except we, we ask very little. Well, we, we asked, do ask. We, we asked you guys to Snapchat us a few times and got and, few and didn't really get much there. So, <laughs> um, so now just you know we're uh, asking for help again. We're asking for some timestamps. So just four just four numbers usually. You know, four numbers with a colon in the middle. So it's not that much. It's not that hard. Um, so that's that. That's the PSA. Uh, brings us to our opening segment, which is the BC update. So the BC uh, section at the beginning will mostly again be about the you know an update on the football team, but also a few other notes we have here. So Boston College football makes a bowl game. We knew that after, we knew that last week they became bowl eligible, so we knew they were going to be in a bowl game. Um, to everyone's wild excitement and delight, they are in the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, Michigan, on the day after Christmas at two thirty p.m. I will um, be there. <laughs> Psych. I cannot wait to go. Um, of course not. I, I don't know who's going to travel to this for BC fans. You know, I'd be interested to know, actually. I don't, I don't know if this data exists, but I'd be interested to know BC fan turnout historically at bowl games and where this one will rank because yeah. it's got to w- be at the bottom. I would it, say BC travel. I, I don't know if BC travels super well for away games, but I feel like they travel super well for bowl games. I would think, I think so. Um, because it's not like a extremely diehard fan base but it's a fan base who's willing to celebrate yeah a good season right and this is not that they're not going to be celebrating a good season correct um so i mean we didn't think we deserved to be in a bowl but if there's a bowl that we deserve to be in <laughs> it's, it's the quick lane bowl in detroit michigan the day after christmas at 2 30 p.m against maryland who's also six and six who's okay, yeah so that that's that speaks for itself there um Obviously, I hope BC wins. Uh, it's it's still like we said, uh, removing all the anger and kind of upset feelings about the season. It's still good for the program to be in a bowl game. So hopefully, they can get the win against Maryland, who's who's at least a Power Five team. You know, they're a Power Five conference team. They're not very good either. You know, I think this is a very comparable matchup with these two teams. They're both probably their fans are probably both disgusted by six and six seasons. It's it's a good matchup of teams that should be better than they are right. have a history of being better than they are and are having what they both consider bad seasons even if making a bowl game so it's mm-hmm. it's a fine matchup for what it is i mean we're, we're right. getting basically what we deserve right um so i mean i'm rooting for bc as well but it's kind of one of those no-name bowls that yeah. it, it, and it's in like the it's in like a patch of five other bowls so yeah right, we'll, we'll be right. f- this season will all be forgotten soon and, enough and it's the day after christmas which even further prohibits i feel people from traveling to that game um you know it's a lot different if it's a few days after christmas where you can you know be at home with your family and then go on a trip like i, I can't imagine many bc fans are, are itching to sacrifice christmas day with their family to be in a hotel in detroit um <laughs> before the quick lane bowl so <laughs> it's just, i just i don't know if that's gonna happen so uh, so that's that. Hopefully, BC can win. We'll update you after you know a few weeks from now when that's when that game has transpired. Um, moving forward, BC basketball is four and three in the stretch of schedule that they should be seven and zero oh in. Yep. Um, they're four and three. They haven't played a ranked team. So I'm going to read yeah. you actually the teams we've played, okay. and I want you, and I want you to guess the teams we've beaten and lost to. Okay. I, I'm. It's a little unfair because I've seen some of the scores. Okay. Well, I'll I'll read basically the teams. Yeah. Maryland, Eastern Shore, Stony Brook, Townsend, Richmond, Dartmouth, and Kansas State. So those are all That's really six. bad teams. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, why is there only six? Hmm. It says we're four and three, <laughs> but it gives me four, uh, six hmm, okay. ratings here. Well, whatever. Either way. Um does it, are the three losses in that group at least? No, the two losses are in that okay, group. So, so the first loss, loss is okay. whoever we lost to in the first uh, game. Oh, Nichols. That is that Nichols the team? State. That's yeah. the team that's missing. Okay. So Nichols, and then can you quickly read that list again? Maryland, Eastern Shore, Stony Brook, Townsend, Kansas State, Richmond, Dartmouth. Richmond, I think, is a decent basketball school. Yeah, so off the top of my head, I'm going to – and actually, so I saw a few wins, but I didn't see the losses, so it's narrowed down for me a little bit. I have to assume that it's Kansas State and Richmond that we lost to. That is correct. Okay. The, They're the so only normal teams on the schedule. See, see huge sigh of relief from me that at least it was those two that we lost to. Yeah. Um, not to say that's a good thing by any stretch, but if, if we were to have, to have lost to any of those other teams, Nichols is already one of them. If we were to have lost to another team on Nichols' level, such as Maryland Eastern Shore, 
then that would be a very big problem. They're an up and coming team. <laughs> so, so uh, four and three. I don't know. I have nothing much to but say about this. They have they have a couple good players. Like this Jerome Robinson kid's pretty good. He's scoring like twenty seven points every game. I'd see the update, but. Again, look who you're playing. Yeah, so. and we won't get real. We won't actually get tested. We don't play a ranked team until after yeah. Christmas. So these are all just games to kind of find out mm-hmm. the type of team you are, and then we'll find out yeah, if, we'll if we can hang. We'll see and, and, after Christmas. And the ACC is obviously a powerhouse in basketball, much even more so than the, than it is in football. So um, we're going to find out when VC starts playing their conference schedule whether they're, you know. Whether they're any whether type they of a shell whether they can a, win an ACC yeah, game whether, or not. whether they're a shell of a D one team or not because like I mean if you're losing to Nichols you don't have much of a chance against Duke so um, so that yeah we'll see what happens there BC hockey on the other hand twelve five and one pretty good season so far they've they're kind of lingering in the top ten every time I've seen it uh, they haven't really jumped into the top five from what I've seen so far they seem to lose they're hanging around the, like eight between eight and five. Yeah. Eight, Eight, like eight seven six yes. area like they're losing every time they kind of get on the cusp of getting into the top five it feels like granted against these powerhouse teams you know bc hockey on the flip side does not play cupcake schedules like other bc sports do yeah um, bc hockey is generally a pretty strong schedule throughout they're in a very good conference and they play great out of conference games which maybe is a blueprint that some of our other teams should follow <laughs> um but you know they lost to north dakota uh north dakota at madison square garden the other uh, last week which is a high-profile matchup, you know, good visibility for the program. Uh, not that, not that in the hockey world, BC needs more visibility. Really, everybody who's every recruit knows about BC, so it's not an issue there. Um, but yeah, I think you know they're hanging around there. They're they're in the top ten. They're going to be there at the end of the year in the in the in the final tournament of the of the season. Frozen Four, you the think? Frozen Four. I, I don't know if they can get to the Frozen Four this year. I mean, I haven't watched them all that much. I know they're very talented up front at the top of their roster. I don't know how deep they are. Some of the best BC teams we've seen have been really, really deep, and I'm not sure how deep this team is. But yeah, it's early. It's, I'm speaking, you know, not too educated on that. I haven't watched them very much, um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, they're they're going to be there. Is the point? They'll have a shot at it. They should be in the tournament like they always are. So um, good to know. And they're at Frozen Fenway this year, which is I think we've mentioned that once before in the podcast. Yes. But, um, something um, to be interesting. I forget the date on I'll, that. I'll look it up right now. Actually, yeah. So um, you know, you know, again, BC hockey is uh, something to get behind if you're if you're a BC sports fan that is kind of aching for some success in anything. Um, they're generally a good. They come at the right time of year, right when you've gotten your football hangover is hitting you hard and. and you are just like <laughs> depressed about how bad BC is all the time. All right, so it's giving me a big range of days, um, <laughs> but the Hockey East plays Saturday, January seventh. Okay. Um, and apparently, Frozen Fenway this year is two weeks of hockey and ice skating events from January third to January sixteenth. Mm, interesting. So they're going to leave the ice out for about two weeks and That's have a, a whole time. bunch of stuff. They probably have a bunch of high school stuff and like I bet you there's all kinds of levels of, of hockey going on there. We should go out and see if we can get yeah. a pickup game. At. Yeah, I think I think so too. Last time I played ice hockey, I basically ripped my ankle in half. <laughs> I'm not a good ice skater. One thing I never picked up living in Florida was the ice skating scene. Yeah. So uh, really strange that you didn't pick that up. But uh, So anyway, that's the BC Minute to open the show. Uh, we'll keep you updated on all things BC as those uh, events transpire mm-hmm. those, with those three teams. So and we do have um, – we haven't really told them what the show is going to look like yet, um, but we do have a good – episode for you today we've got know your tens next uh with my cousin andy and then we have sports we've both got some some quick hitters in sports and then we have uh, a special guest uh murph is back for westworld season yep. finale review um we'll talk about all the crazy theories big, and, and big things spoilers we thought. there um it's a it's a lot to unpack in that section so we'll yeah. get into that but um now derek you know what time it is i do time for everyone's favorite know your tens All right, so now we are back with everyone's favorite game show, Know Your Tens. Uh, we have on formerly Andy Nicholas, now Andy Blewett. Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Very excited. I heard you're a little nervous. Is that true? I am a little nervous. You've got <laughs> my stomach in knots here. That's good. Well, hopefully the adrenaline's pumping. So um, you know the rules, but I will uh, say the rules for um, anyone who's new listening. Uh, we're going to give you the top 10 of uh, this category. 
Um, and you're going to have 15 guesses kind of loosely. We'll give you some hints here and there to name the top 10 of this category. Um, and I will let you know, so you listened to Will Campbell's The Halloween Candy episode. So, yeah. So Will got 8 out of 10, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. Are you gonna Are you gonna get nine? That's the question. Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I can beat Will. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. It okay. is tough. It is tough to get nine. So so um, yeah, we're gonna get it kicked off here. It, it, don't overthink it. We'll give you some uh, hints when you okay. get stumped. But your category is: Can you name the top ten highest paid actors or highest earning actors of 2016? Okay. And this, does not, and this does not count um, actors. I remember reading this. Can I start? Are we going? You can start yeah. whenever you'd like, and we'll tell you how you're doing okay. along the way. Okay. Um, the Rock. Can I see The Rock? That is correct. Well done. That's number one right off the board, and that's not an obvious one either. All right. I know, right? All right. Like, one. And he was voted hottest man alive, which I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> whatever. Um, okay. And then let's see. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, sorry, just actors. No actresses. Oh, just actors. No actresses. Yep. Okay. Ooh. Um, Matthew McConaughey. I see Matthew McConaughey. Ooh, Matthew McConaughey oh is, is, is number 13. Oh, God. He is okay. good. <laughs> All, right. All right. Um. He's number 13 on the list, though, so pretty Tom close. Tom Cruise. Say it again. Tom Cruise. Can I see Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is number three on the list. Number three, okay. Who would be number two? Let's see, actor, actor. Um, you know, I don't think... I'm going to go with Johnny Depp. Can I see Johnny oh, Depp? Correct. That is correct. Okay. Johnny Depp okay. is number five. Number five, okay. Yes. Um, actors. All right, I'm trying to think of some big movies. Um, gosh. Would Kevin Hart be one of them? I know he's a comedian, but he's in a lot of movies. Let me see Kevin Hart. Oh, wait, wait, do you lock it in? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're counting. <laughs> We're counting it. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, let me think, let me think. All right, movies. so let me, give you, let me give you an update of where you are first. Okay. Okay, so you have... Number one, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Number three, okay. Th- Thomas Cruise. Number five, okay. Johnny Johnny Depp. And that's all you have so far, and you've had four guesses. Um, and you, you, okay. Yes, and oh, you've shit. also guessed Matthew okay. McConaughey. Okay. Um, 2016. Uh, all right, this is going to be out of left field, but Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh, how, really about, how about Benedict Cumberbatch? No luck. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> he is not on the list. Benedict Cumberbatch is not on the list. Not on the list. Yeah. So. The, uh, okay. I think that's like five wrong already, right? I'm like, I'm striking out. Not five. No, no, no. Three, 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 for six. Right? You're three for six. Three for three six. For six. Three for six. Three for six. So you're doing pretty right. good. Oh, I'm trying to think. Okay, so we're into the rock. Ready to come cruise. Um. Uh, can you give me any hints? Any hints? Like name a movie? All right. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the first hint. First hint okay. is there's a few people on here. Oh, actually, I've got a bunch of hit, hints ready, but there's a few actors on here that are very obviously very famous actors. Like think they may have starred in one movie this year, but because they're so famous, they got paid so much. So think of just the top okay. names. Okay. Okay. Um, Ben Affleck. I see Ben Affleck. Correct. That's correct. Number six. Okay. So okay. you are now okay. four for right. seven. Okay. Um, let me think. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Can I see Christian Bale? Ooh. No Christian Bale. Oh. Not on the list either. Um, do you know who I just... Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. How did I know that? Ooh, Leo. Can I see Leo? Leo. Ooh, Leo is number 11 You're on the kidding. list. <laughs> Leo is number 11 You're on the list. You're kidding me. No, unfortunately, he, uh, okay. All right. he's okay. off saving the world instead of making money. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, I don't know if I can keep going. Matt Damon? 
Matt Damon. Can I see Matt Damon? Correct. You are correct. He okay. is number. Okay. He's number four. Number four on the list. So let me give you an update, okay, Andy? Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So you're missing the number two actor, the number four. No. Oh, sorry, the number two actor, the number seven actor, number eight, the number nine, and the number ten. So two, okay. and then seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, another okay. hint, a quick hint, will be. Uh huh. Mm, do you want to give her a hint, Derek? Because I've got two. Well, let's see. You, you let's do one more guess because that'll put you at ten, and then we'll give you a hint. Okay. Um. Oh, let me think. Well, there's all those car movies, but that one guy's dead. A really hot one. Uh, who's that bald guy that's in it? Is he highly paid? What is it? Diesel? Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Can I see Vin Diesel? <laughs> Correct. Very good. Talk, talk through that one. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. Wow, good job. He was number seven on the list. So you're still missing two, eight, nine, and ten. And you officially have ten guesses. So you have Andy, so now what we're gonna do, you have five guesses left, but we're only gonna penalize you for the wrong answers. So you have five wrong answers left. Okay? Okay. And, and you have and you have four, four left. left. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be hard. Uh, oh. I mean you're doing pretty well. You you've knocked down like Vin Diesel was a hard one. The yeah. Rock I thought would be harder. And there's a couple big names left, I would say. Mm -hmm. There's at least okay. three very big names left on the board. Actually, I guess you. I could mean, say they're four. all pretty big, but yeah. And one, okay. one uh, of the. Let me give you one more hint. One of the actors yeah. is famous in America, but the reason he def there's I'm almost positive the reason he's on this list is for movies in a different country, because he definitely wasn't in a lot of American movies. In 2016. In 2016. He's American. But he's very he's very popular oh. and famous. Is Brad Pitt on the list? Let's see, Brad Pitt. I know he's not. He's American. Correct. There number you go. nine. Okay. Number, number nine. All right, you are. He's number nine. He's number nine. You are now officially. Okay. So we got two, eight, and ten. You're almost okay. tied with Will Pace. And you still got five incorrect. And you have Gosh. five incorrect answers left. This is where it gets tough. Okay. Number eight. I don't know who that would be. I'm trying to think of movies that came out this year. Oh, um, oh those um, freaking Marvel movies. Who's that Tin Man? The Tin oh. Guy. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Can I see him? <laughs> That's number eight. That's perfect. You are you're really talking your way to these answers, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I don't know if I'm going to get this foreign guy. I don't know many foreign um, actors. He's a pretty famous actor. Um, and then also number okay. ten, we, we've number ten is basically two people. Number ten, eleven because they They're made the, they made the same amount. Um, so, one's a comedian. Oh, really? One's a comedian, and one is a famous, very famous actor. Well, he already said Kevin Hart, and that's not it. Who else is a comedian? And he's number eight, so he's not that nope. high. No, he's number he's, two. He's, good. he's tied for number ten. Tied for number ten, so he's not that good. He's tied for number ten, <laughs> so he's not that good. <laughs> he's funny, but not that funny. Uh, Just like Derek. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of any uh, comedians that would be... Well, don't focus on that. You still got basically two good actors on the board. Okay, I don't know if I'm gonna get the foreign one. You probably won't, but um, you you'll be bummed when you hear it. The foreign one. It's not that Asian guy that's in the um, Hangover, is it? Uh, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of name? foreign people. Asian guy in the is Hangover. Asian guy, is it an Asian guy yeah. in the Hangover? <laughs> it is not. It is not him. <laughs> <laughs> I think his no. name is... Uh, yeah, I forget his name. Uh, I'll look it up. He was pretty funny. I think he's got a TV show. Um, Ken, I don't know if his I'm going to get the... His name is Ken Jeong. I don't know if you got four guesses. You I just, think I may have to... Don't throw in the towel. throw in the towel. Just, just rattle off... Just throw... Rattle say, off the next four actors you can think Say any of. actor. And we'll just... Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> That's one. Three uh, left. Three th left. Three left. Gosh. Oh, and I only have two on this list left. Yep, yep. Number two and number ten. Does he do stand up? 
Is he doing stand-up? He probably mm-hmm. has done stand-up. He just... He's just a f- very famous comic actor and not a good one. <laughs> well, used to be good. Is that too much? Is that too much of a hint? Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell. <laughs> no Will Ferrell. Not on the list. I would say he's not as funny as Will Ferrell. But he's definitely uh, in more things. But he's in more movies, I would say. Oh, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. No, Jason Sudeikis. All right, final guess, Andy. This is your this is your final guess. You still are you're 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 eight for ten. You're tied for for Will Pace. Yeah. Have I beat Will yet? You're you're tied. Tied for Will Pace. So I I think my last hint would be not to focus on 2016 because I think it's a little misleading to focus on just 2016. None of these two guys. Yeah. And no one left on the list. Particularly particularly had a big movie in 2016. Okay. Okay. Um, let me think. Well, they've got all those movies coming out on Netflix. Is it Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. Can I see Adam Sandler? <laughs> Correct. Oh my god. Number ten. Number ten. Very well done. Which means you're still alive. You're still alive if you, want, if you want to try to guess the last person. The foreign actor. Name the country he's from. Do you know? No, know that country? would give it. That would give it away. That would give it away. Uh, it might not give it away, but it would. It's obvious. It'd be too big of a hint. Is he like the guy from The Hangover? Like, <laughs> kind of looks like him. <laughs> um, that's kind. Yeah, I mean, that's, maybe that's a loophole question, but we'll allow it. Kind of. <laughs> okay, so he's Asian. <laughs> um, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Can I see Jackie Chan? Correct. Jackie Chan's correct. <laughs> wow. I actually remember reading something about him making a lot of money from... Wow, Andy, well, you, tec- you technically know. went 10 for 10. <laughs> wow! I yeah. mean, I had like 20 million guesses. You had a lot of, you had a lot of hints. Um, Jackie Chan, we <laughs> might... A lot of hints. We might go nine We might give you nine and a half out yeah. of ten. Um, but yeah, give me nine and a half. Give me nine and a half. Just two, two other actors who are in the top 15 that you didn't name. 12 was Chris Pratt. Um, and fourteen was Harrison. Oh yeah. And fourteen was Harrison Ford because I think he's still making money oh, from Star Wars. Oh, I would have never Wars. guessed. And him. and the he's other old. the other actor that was tied at ten with Adam Sandler was Mark Wahlberg. Oh crap! Why so did I think of him? Wahlberg would have been correct uh, for you also. I love Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg would have been too. <laughs> yes. I know. Uh, so. Well, you officially and beat Wahlberger's great show. Great show. <laughs> well, you officially beat Will. You are that's one of the top performing single person. Yeah. Maybe the, the, right the, now. Yeah. the highest performing single person attempt this at these games so far. So far. 9.5 yeah. out of 10. I mean, I think it was because I read People Magazine. I just read about The Rock. I mean, that's, I mean, that's got to be it. I mean, if, if, the, <laughs> if that's your secret, I wouldn't be telling everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thanks so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, did you have fun? Really appreciate it. Yes, I did. Lots of fun. Nice. Well, next time we want to hear from that little baby Arlie. That uh, is probably okay. sleeping by now. Is she sleeping? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like she is. I haven't heard any more screams, so that's good. Probably sleeping. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, well, tell them, uh, tell Daniel and Arlie that uh, we miss them, and thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course. All right. All right. Thanks, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. So thanks again to Andy for our best individual performance so far at nine and a half out of ten. Um, that was good, and a lot of a lot of of good timely knowledge. Yeah, having and just read People magazine, and it's funny because she talked her way into right yeah, answers. Yeah. Usually, people talk their way either out of right answers or into wrong answers, yeah. and she just said, "Oh, what about that? Oh, the uh, that Marvel guy, that Marvel, the Tin Man." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, uh, well, highest performer so far in yeah. the uh, single contestant category yeah, so well absolutely. done andy and so while that does wrap up the game show segment we uh do want to uh play this again who did it who did it who did it so that's our who did it that's the other game show we haven't played we in a while. We haven't played in a while, but hopefully sometime soon we're going to play that one again. I love the um, song. We, we could do that instead of a Know Your Tens at some point. Like I know we don't often have time to cram in two games, but we can swap out and alternate a little bit more than we have been. So agree, either Derek. way, 
either way, that brings us to sports. So, uh, we'll, we we like we said, we do have Westworld coming up and a big finale. So, big uh, finale. let's try to keep sports to around. 10 minutes or so. You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking I'm to you. I'm the one who speeds things but up, Derek. You're you, the one who slows we, them we down. Both, we both end up talking about it, uh, you know, pretty frequently, I think. So. All right, well, I'm um, blaming you if, so if it goes longer. I, I Well, I'm the one who said that let's do a short this time. So well, I say it every time. Well, yeah, and we you both, make it longer. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, so the uh, Bucks are the first topic on the, the list. The Bucks are back. The Bucks are back. Next topic. <laughs> no, just um, kidding. Um, the Bucks officially, I mean, I know I've been joking about it for... A long time. I just talk about the Bucks because no one else will. Um, and they've won four in a row. They've beaten three very good teams. The bad team they beat was the Bears. They beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Then the Seattle Seahawks at home. And then the Chargers away in San Diego, which is a, is a tough offense to face. They don't, they don't have a great defense, but Phillip mm-hmm. Rivers can win any game. You give him a football if, if he's got enough time. Melvin and, Gordon's having a great and year. And Melvin Gordon is having a great year. So uh, the Bucks are officially back. They are... In the playoff, they're tied for first in the um, NFC South. Which, by the way, I saw the Falcons are actually still in first place. Yeah, and so, so apparently it's common opponents. It's I think. common opponents. Yeah. It, it trickles down to a few different tiebreakers, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're in the wild card at the moment. Yeah. So as long as we keep winning, we're in. Um, so things are looking up for the yeah. Bucks. I'm I'm all aboard. Yeah, there you go. So uh, they're they're atop there the division. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the Bucks? I, I agree. I don't have much to add. I'm done with the Bucks because we gotta go, Derek. <laughs> so, we gotta hustle, and you're gonna um, talk about the Pats. So the, and you're I gonna mean, talk all day. I'm not gonna talk much about the Pats. Um, so I just see the note here. Uh, Steve complains that the Pats are still playing bad football teams. Um, that's that's Steve's opinion. Uh, the Rams are bad. That's a fact. But um, but the Patriots have a couple tough games coming up. They have the Ravens uh, next week on Monday night, and then they have the Broncos. So. Uh, that'll be a, a big two, a big pair of games to determine if the Patriots are going to hold on to the top seed um, in the AFC. When I say hold on, I mean take it from the Raiders because uh, the Raiders currently have the top seed. At the Raiders look good. The, the Raiders, Raiders look really good. And they, um, although they win every game in the fourth quarter, they do, and they, they're digging themselves holes every game. So I don't know if that's sustainable, but the, uh, yeah. for now it's working. It may not be. The Raiders also have a tough finish to their schedule as well. They have to play Kansas City and Denver again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City, Denver, and Oakland all play each other to end their season twice so it's like wow that's a real that's a gauntlet for these teams and it brings up a question in that in that division of denver potentially missing the playoffs if denver if denver loses to oakland and kansas city which is not out of the question given that they're they they have a a rookie quarterback and a second year quarterback as good as their defense is if they lose those two games they're going to miss the playoffs in the afc so it's kind of crazy i've heard that that denver might go towards um tony Romo. i've heard that too which is which i think would be great it's intriguing but it also um i'm I'm interested because john elway may not want to put off the uh quarterback of the future issue you know he may he may choose that he wants to try to get paxton lynch to be the guy who he was the first round pick on now Having I mean, said that, they're Tony, ready. To, they're ready to win a Super Bowl with yeah. that defense. And so. Tony Romo is a good player to learn behind. Yeah. when you have a good defense, right. he, that it, Paxton Lynch could get to play against that defense. Yeah, right. While and, he's and, while he's right. getting reps, exactly. And, and Paxton Lynch is a rookie, which people are forgetting. So it's it's you know mo, the good formula that we've seen in NFL teams is two or three years sitting and then going in and playing. And, and we've seen a lot of guys come in and look pretty polished in that sense. Now on the flip side of the coin, Dak Prescott's come in as a raw rookie and been phenomenal so obviously there are exceptions to all of that but it, it'll be interesting to see if tony romo does go to denver next year that's something that you're gonna have to watch out for because it makes denver an instant you know not that they're they're already a fringe super bowl contender even with their subpar quarterback situation because of how good their defense is you give them romo it's going to make them that much more dangerous especially with a good receiving core they have so i mean uh, either way that division playing each other a lot down the stretch will make it very interesting um, do you have any more football notes? Or are we good to move past football? I don't have pro football notes. We'll move to the NBA and then to college football. Okay. Well, the only NBA story <laughs> worth talking about right now, but it definitely is, is Russell Westbrook. Um, I believe he's at four straight, five, five straight five entering tonight. triple doubles. He's averaging over a triple double. Um, it's the first since the Jordan era that someone's averaged a triple double for five games in a row. Um, and it's very, very impressive. And it's... I mean, he's always been good, but now he's like angry good. Yeah, he, it, he, he's a freak. He's a freak. He's like scary, um, which I love. I mean, we need we need the stars in the league to act like angry star. He reminds me a bit of like how angry Kobe used to be. Just yeah, could care less what people are saying about him and just drive hard to the hole and slam dunk as hard as you can. Yeah, and 
Yeah, and he's, he's making people in Oklahoma City forget about Kevin Durant, you know, right now. It's Who's like, Kevin Durant? Exactly. I mean, like, obviously, that's it's not to that extent. Like, obviously, Oklahoma City is still lacking a second really, you know, star on that team without Durant there. Uh, but, you know, for, for, the, for the short term, it is alleviating a lot of that pain because you go to watch an Oklahoma City game and you're not thinking about anything but how fun Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook is to watch right now. And he's doing this with very good supporting players. Like, yeah. uh, there are no Kevin Durant's, but there's uh, Ennis Cantor, Steve, Stephen Adams, and, and Victor Oladipo now too, right? Uh, yes. So, I mean, and he's still averaging a triple-double. I mean, that and, probably helps the assist yeah. portion, but to score that much to get that many rebounds with those guys on the floor so, is pretty impressive. So we do our podcasts on uh, Monday nights, and we air them on Tuesday morning. So a lot of times we have incomplete results from sports events. So entering tonight, Russell Westbrook has five consecutive triple-doubles. And right now in his in their game against Atlanta, they're just into the third quarter. There's nine minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, Russell Westbrook has six points, which isn't that impressive. Nine rebounds and eight assists with so six points. So so he's going to get his his sixth consecutive triple double. Uh, unless I mean, he gets, unless he doesn't score. Unless he doesn't score former points in this game. So uh, it's fifty seven fifty five with nine thirty left in the third quarter. So we can almost for sure say that he's going to have six consecutive triple doubles. Which is one shy then of Jordan's, just, Jordan's record. I think assists is the hardest part. It is. No one passes well, in the NBA. It anymore. is, but he's a point guard too, getting ten rebounds a game consecutively. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's it's amazing. So I wish they were in our time zone so we could watch them more often. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They, they're going to they're going they got to be on national TV more often at this point. Um, they'll probably flex some games in or something. They gotta they gotta let people watch this guy. It's yeah. insane. Um, so that's that for the NBA. Only just that quick note on Westbrook. Um, also kind of cool that he had, that he already extended in Oklahoma City. You know, yeah. th- this would have a different feel to it if he was an impending free agent. I think I think it 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 ups his reputation a lot that yeah. he was that, I, I that think he committed to them before this season and now this is how he's playing. It's a weird way of thinking about it, but in the basketball world, he's gaining a lot of oh, credit yeah, right definitely, now. Definitely, definitely. So uh, so that's that. Uh, final story: the college football playoff. Obviously, a huge. Um, Development this weekend, every every year after the conference championship games, now the, the playoff ranking comes out. Came out on uh, Saturday or Sunday at noon, around around noon, uh, I think. And uh, so basically, the the rankings, not any massive surprises there, but Alabama is number one, Clemson number two, Ohio State number three, and Washington four. Um, for me, we'll just talk quickly about this one. The biggest surprise for me was that Washington was the team that almost didn't get in compared with Penn State. Um, you know, as good as Ohio State is, I thought that the the real question there or dilemma was, okay, Penn State beat Ohio State and is the conference champion. So does that bump them over Ohio State and bump Ohio State out? Not does it bump Washington out because they didn't play a strong enough schedule. You know, it, it didn't seem like that was well, that was really kind of the way it was all correlated, yeah. but it was. It, you know, according to the committee, it was between Washington and Penn State. So, um, you know, I, I guess there's a lot you could talk about. What, what are your overall thoughts as far as, Washington getting in, they played a really, really horrendous out-of-conference schedule, but how much of that is, is really you know their fault and how much of it is I mean, you know, I, I th- should, it, should it penalize them? I think the committee got it right. I don't – I mean, it's it's hard because all these teams are good. You can make a case for any of them. Um, four, five, and six are Washington, Penn State, Michigan. I mean, the the, the real thing is Ohio, is like, what, like how does Ohio State factor in and, and how will this mm-hmm. affect games moving forward mm-hmm. and the committee moving forward because – Penn State did win the conference and beat Ohio State, and mm-hmm. they are not in, right. and Ohio State is. Yeah, and yeah. So, I mean, I think that the, they got the four best teams. I do, I will, too. I will say that. I think the four best teams are in it. It's going to be a great college football yeah. uh, playoff system, but they, I think they need to make the rules a little more hard and fast. Yeah. And, and I, I meant, we mentioned this before. I think they're going to move to a little bit more regulated of a system at some point where there's yeah. some tan- tangible benefits to winning your conference, and it's not so... I guess subjective, but I mean, right now it's built to be subjective. It always was subjective. People forget that it was always subjectively. Who's the two best teams according to, you know, writers and computers who are the two best teams, you know, that's what it used to be. Yeah. So now we have a committee who's analyzing everything and picking the four best teams. And you know, that's what they're saying is still their job is to pick the best teams, not the most deserving teams or anything like that. Um, the, the last note about that is that a lot of people kind of thought that with Washington getting in, the committee is sort of making a statement that, you know, the, the path is to be, undefeated or as close to it as possible and win your conference well on the flip side of that you have Ohio State who didn't win the conference like you said and you could probably argue that if they're if they had played a weaker out of conference schedule they're they're not in the playoff you know if, if you take away Ohio State's 
win on the road at Oklahoma, for example, which is like one of their biggest out-of-conference wins that they had, if you take that away and you and you sub in one of Washington's opponents, for example, Ohio State probably doesn't make it over Penn State because they don't have that extra marquee win. Penn State does and has the conference championship. I mean, that's uh, that's all. That's kind of what I put this on is mm-hmm. it should be the strength of schedule and the teams you beat, not the teams you play in your conference. Because yeah. like if you have lose one bad game in the beginning of the year and can't make it to the conference final even though your team has gotten immensely better and is probably one of the best teams in the country i I don't think that should be the end all be all so i'm happy the way it happened but you're right i think it's gonna there's gonna have to be hard rules set in place moving forward or things like this are gonna get harder this is this is surprisingly easy for for the right the the choices that had to be yeah the the other last point the side note too is that michigan ends up six and penn state ends up five michigan beat penn state by 49 points as well so, so you start factoring in the head-to-heads, and it gets really tough. Yeah, because then, you then can you're just like, like, okay, Penn State beat Ohio State. Let's put in Penn State. Well, now Michigan's like, we beat that team by 49 yeah, points. Yeah, and you can just like keep drop, like dropping teams exactly. down the ladder exactly. because you keep comparing them and to the And that's how eventually that, BC yeah. gets into the playoff. Exactly, so, <laughs> yeah. You uh, can't, the, the, that's, that's very true. It's a good point that you can't compare them to the teams they're sitting next to in the bracket. Yeah. They, you have to compare them to everyone in a whole, right. as the whole. Right, and so for that reason, I do think they got it right. So yeah. that's it. Anything else in sports? That's it for sports. You did a great job, Derek. You really (laughs) flew through it. (laughs) Thanks, Steve. All right, so now we go into the fourth quarter, which is Westworld. All right, and rejoining us once again on the podcast for Murphy's Law, which we stopped calling it for a while, Uh, but anything that can be watched will be watched. Oh, yes. Uh, James Murphy, how's it going? It's going well, and Westworld definitely applies to that, you know, general encompassing slogan of anything. So I indeed watched Westworld this season. <laughs> and it was, because it was certainly something. Yeah, who knows? And yeah, it was definitely a something <laughs> So that was enjoyed. But I think you guys liked the season, right? Oh, From yeah. what I kind of heard on uh, the previous podcast. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into the full, we'll get the full avocados and dragon fruit and uh, Murphy's Mash towards the, towards the end of the segment, but... Murph, I want you to tell us how we're going to kick this off because we, we had trouble deciding <laughs> where to start. We're not really sure what to do. It was a 90-minute episode packed with reveals and more questions and insane kind of storylines, so I'm really not 100% sure what's the <laughs> best place to start at. Yeah, it, it's tough. Um, also, just want to quickly note: there will be spoilers here. There's no way not to do spoilers. It's a season <laughs> um, finale for this one. Yeah. It's a season finale. So, uh, you know, I, I guess bringing us back through, we get a few reveals that I guess we saw coming. You know, we saw that uh, we talked, you know, weeks ago about how there were these two timelines and that William might be uh, the man in black. So we we find that out. Uh, Dolores has no idea about it, and we sort of it's it feels like we get this. Um, it, it feels like the final episode tells us that sort of what we've been watching this other timeline for the whole time. And that's that Dolores has sort of been living back through her original memories of William, you know, throughout this whole season. Is that, is that the way you saw it? And, and kind of what did you feel about the reveal around Dolores's character? So I think any show watcher for this season kind of expected that William and, Man, and the man in black was the same person. So out of all the reveals of this episode, this one really didn't come as too much of a shock to me, I would say. Right. Um, and um, ha- so I was going to say that, so I agree with that too. And also the, I felt like, and just to jump off the, the reveals thing, cause I don't really know where to jump off, but the, she is also Wyatt reveal was not as epic. They've been talking about Wyatt this whole season and they kind of just like dropped it in like a, a long conversation that she was Wyatt. Uh, how did how do you feel the the supposedly big reveals ended the the show? I mean, it it was kind of confusing that she was Wyatt, considering that's a different, completely character's name, and they were showing a different like man yeah. during those flashbacks of the Wyatt scene. So I guess that was kind of more of a diversion, um, but. I guess the massacre scene that occurred 35 years ago and then her progression to killing Arnold um, was somewhat of a, of a shocking reveal, but kind of also kind of an expected um, 
uh, I guess, plot narrative to, to kind of describe how Arnold's death would, would come about and um, kind of drive the future of Westworld. Right. So, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's interesting. There's kind of a, there's a ton to digest and I, I don't think I've still fully digested well, it yet. The, the first thing I said, I actually said this during the show is I felt like I was the whole show, 90 minutes. I felt good watching it. I didn't feel like I was being strung along. I felt like I was getting answers. I just wasn't really sure. Putting them together. <laughs> I wasn't sure where they fit in the puzzle and, yeah. and how things were fitting together. And I still kind of don't feel that way. I feel satisfied. Weirdly, I feel yeah. <laughs> like the show wrapped up. I'm just not exactly sure how. Yeah. Um, so I want, Murph, your opinion on what do you think the final scene meant where the robots basically are, or humanoids, whatever they are, the park is quote unquote for them is one of the final lines she says. So are they going to go out into the world? Cause that's what Derek thought. And I thought that Ford was giving up his world for them and they were just going to live there forever and not do the loops. Yeah. I kind of agree with you, Steve. So yes. I guess this was the third reveal after the Wyatt and uh, William reveal was that Ford was really kind of on the same side as Arnold um, for the past 35 years and that he was trying to create and form the host to to one day be fully conscious and kind of self-sufficient as an entirely new not human race but a new uh, I guess race of, <laughs> of robots um, robo race and I think that I don't, I'm not sure they're going to go out and escape into the world because we didn't see anybody. We didn't, they've got off the train. So I don't think that the yeah. robots, um, their next step is to kind of infiltrate the human world. But I think that Ford, like you said, Steve sacrificed Westworld to now just be run and controlled independently by, by the robots themselves. Yeah. So, Another that you brought up another thing that is really confusing to me is why did Maeve get? I mean, I know why she got off the train, but didn't it say she was programmed to do that? Yeah. Oh, actually, now it just hit me. <laughs> she was probably programmed to do that by Ford, so that she could go back so, to Westworld and exist in the new Westworld. Does that make sense? So that Ford, yeah. So Ford's ultimate goal or intention for this whole process was to allow for hosts to have free will. Um, so unlike how um, Arnold programmed Dolores to kill himself, Ford, on the other hand, left these decisions and options entirely right. up to the hosts themselves. So in, in Maeve's instance, I think he pre-programmed Maeve to get on the train, but I don't think he programmed her into the decision she made once she was on the train, whether that was to take the train and go out into the real world or what, whether it was to get off and go after her daughter. I think that was entirely up to her. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And I think um, I'm also curious what you think as far as along that line, I tend to agree that that wasn't programmed for her to go back, but programmed for her to have a choice. Um, there, there's certainly some happenstance there that is that could that would have been outside of programming. I think like she she happens to see a mother and a daughter, and also uh, Felix gives her the note that says where her daughter is in the park. So so I'm wondering where you think Felix fits in into all of that um, because you know it, it, I assume he isn't a part of her programmed storyline unless he's a robot too. Felix is also single handedly basically oh yeah almost for everything almost <laughs> caused World, World, World War Three like he he. By single-handedly by himself, <laughs> unleashed hell upon everything. Everything. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm still not convinced that he's entirely human. Even though we did have that funny scene oh, the yeah. interaction between Maeve and Felix saying, "Don't worry, you're not one of them." Uh, I'm still kind of suspect that he was is not a host because Ford relied so heavily upon kind of his. Of, upon Felix being a bad employee, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's true. I think he, one of the great lines that Ford said early on in the season was that you can't rely on humans because it will constantly and um, will constantly let you down. Um, so I, so that's kind of why I'm still suspect yeah. as to if Felix. 
it, was it a would, human or not. It wouldn't really fit. You're right. You're right. It wouldn't really fit that he would have that he'd be relying on one human. Like there's this one human in the whole picture that he's relying on. Right. Um, interesting. So kind of food for thought. We might see that, you know, in the next season. But right. I, no. I'm, are you? I guess I have a few thoughts on where they can go. Yeah. Next you think, season, you, you think which there's we gonna... won't see until 2018, 18, which yeah. is. It's you know, signed up for another season. It is. Super far away. Yeah, it was renewed for a second season. What so I'm curious it, what you guys think might unfold in season two of Westworld. So yeah, so so I guess so that's sort of where that's the origin of where my thought about them infiltrating the human world was. So I guess just to clarify that point, so like I, I didn't know I don't, that. I don't think that was like the whole purpose of this. Like I don't think that the purpose was to free them into the human world. I think that the, I I see them infiltrating the human world in the second season because I don't know how this stays all contained in Westworld. Um, I just I don't know though. I, I don't know how it's going to ha- like. So we're in a state of chaos where season two picks up. We know that. Like so everything's going to be chaotic. A bunch of people just got killed by all the robots. Um, but <laughs> yeah. so but I imagine that they still have some sort of vengeance against humans or something. Um, that's going to leave them outside of Westworld. I can't imagine they just kill all the humans that were there and then they stay in their own world where they can make their own choices. I think that they are looking for something more than that, and I'm just not exactly sure how that comes to life. It's really tough for me to see what happens in Season 2. I, I also have a theory, too. So the at the very end of this episode, they show you Samurai World. Oh, yes. And it's almost yeah, kind of like it's almost kind of like a joke. They're like, oh, look, there's a yeah. they're planning another world. But... They didn't do jokes like that throughout the season. It was very serious. Like this is the sh- this is the show. Westworld is what we're watching. It's a it's all these yeah. things. And then th- like they didn't have to go to Westworld or, yeah. or Samurai World. They could yeah. have been anywhere else between any of those floors. And they put in a Samurai World or like at least something similar to that. Yeah. And I think that was on purpose because they think, they yeah. could have done they could have been doing that or showing that inside the building or different sector sections that they want to try for the whole series, but instead they were just walking through as westerns everywhere, westerns, westerns, even in the facility. Yeah. And then just at the end, they show you Samurai World for some reason. Right. So maybe season two will be the host from Westworld traveling to the other parks in the Devil's Corporation and liberating kind of the mm. host from the other worlds or, or parks. There, or there's a fight to be the best world, Samurai World versus Westworld. <laughs> That that would be more entertaining than, than <laughs> kind of liberation and free will. <laughs> yeah. I, I I like that theory a lot um, of going to other worlds within the Delos Corporation, just because um, they sort of would be almost operating undercover. You know, kind of the way that um, Bernard almost in a way was. You know, once he kind of knew that he was a robot, he was still sort of operating. Um, not, you know, having the robots that are freed going to other worlds that that you know take guests in the same way. Um, now, having said that, I don't, the Delos Corporation is going to have to be on high alert <laughs> after Westworld, Did Westworld you, was so, Murph, destroyed. Please tell us if you noticed this too. But how easy is it to kill hundreds of people within the Delos Corporation and <laughs> get away with it? Like for some reason, no security officers were shooting at anyone; they were just getting shot, and, and there was no security cameras. There, there was no no one. I mean, I guess this all leads back to the Hel- Hemsworth, right? The little brother Hemsworth or whatever. And he just dis- right. he disappears, and apparently he was the only mm-hmm. person keeping the security team together because they were not good. They were useless. I have a feeling in in the future society with which within which Westworld takes place, I have a feeling that you know warfare and crime and um, like just battle isn't very prominent. So uh, clearly, the soldiers that they've hired to protect humans from robots that are programmed to not fight back they're clearly yeah. very poorly trained they're very poorly trained I, I, I agree with the assessment there um side note on the on the hemsworth brother i think it's an interesting point because uh you could you could say that ford might have led him the way that he led others that were smart and good employees that he that he killed basically um he just basically led him going after that phone signal that was coming from elsie's phone um, yeah. And he went to go check it out, and then all those tribal guys came in and presumably killed him. So, you know, again, that's something that Ford might have been eliminating the humans that he felt were in his way, that were doing a good job of, of, of you know, and, and that comes back to maybe that Felix not being human, or Ford just knew that he was a terribly, terribly inadequate employee. Human, yeah. So, it's uh, interesting. So, on a side note, just kind of like an Easter egg or an additional thing 
that people can look up is that the delosincorporated.com website has like some Easter egg clips where Elsie's phone and uh, like a recording of her voice or something can be heard. So it's an Easter egg that, you know, we might hear more from her in, in season Ooh. two. So she might not be dead yet. Interesting. Okay. Well, now that Westworld is officially wrapped up, I have one final question for both of you before we, we do ratings. But so there was a ton of concurrent storylines we assume or suppose during this show what was your favorite now that the show's all wrapped up and every storyline is closed your favorite to watch throughout the show and for what reason hmm. i mean i think i would probably i would probably still go with the man in black's uh storyline and kind of the the him basically trying to uncover every stone in the park um i, I get i think i might be influenced a little bit by the ending because i know that that's what's leading up to the to the ending you know uh, now we know that the the past timeline is really just memories that are factoring in whereas the man in black's quest is sort of what's leading up to the climax of the show so i, I think it's that but you know i guess i'm not really sure why other than i'm probably influenced by that being the most meaningful one mm-hmm. what do you I think have, Mark? i have a theory my, on yours. my favorite storyline was really kind of what happens behind the scenes at delos and that kind of mostly involved Maeve's storyline. So with Felix and Sylvester and I guess all the employees um, kind of giving you that insight to how, you know, these hosts are recycled and refabricated and sanitized every day right. or every night and then, you know, put back out into the world. I thought that was super interesting um, just to see kind of like the under underworkings um, of the park. Nice. You know, both I like those were my top two, but um, my my favorite storyline to watch from end to end was um, what you said, Derek, was the man in black, Ed Harris. I, I believe one because he's an extraordinary actor. I think there there were a few bad actors, I think, in bad actors and actresses in this show. Um, Teresa, I didn't think was a great actress. The one who, who died mm-hmm. pretty early on. Um, the Elsie. What's her name? Elsie. Elsie. I didn't think she was great. I mean, there's a there's a few. I didn't even think. um Bernard was that good, mm-hmm. um, but I think Ed Harris overall, like every time he was on screen, I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And he was the most "quote unquote" human in right. the entire show. Like everyone else was running this world, or or mm-hmm. or a robot in this world, and he was act. He was actually like, "I am a human in this world, trying to f- trying to conquer it. I want to get to the end. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out everything. I am like, I am the man on the quest to mm-hmm. do this." And that is kind of how a human would react, I think, who had been there for 30 yeah, years. Which, which ends up being ironic since he owns it that you find out in the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, so overall, I mean, I, I, I think I'm ready to give it a grade. All right. What do you get? What, what is it? Oh, wait, you're putting me on the spot? Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Um, so my official Steve Nicholas avocado's grade for season one of Westworld. 83% Steve Nicholas avocados. 83. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. 83%. I'll, I'll go second with the dragon fruits. I'm I'm going to give it an 89. Ooh. Um, is that Pattaya Colada? That's, that's certified Pattaya Colada. I think over 85 is that. So, uh, yeah, certified Pattaya Colada. I'm giving it 89. So what about what about Murphy's Mashed? Murphy's Mashed. I was going to give it an 89, Derek, but I don't want to be <laughs> a copycat. So I'm going to give it Ooh, but this is tough an now. 80. Does- Seven. Eighty-seven. So, <laughs> you're not a high B plus, but you're a low B plus. <laughs> you know so, is that certified buttery mashed or not? I think it was gravy. Oh yeah, those, those oh, are certified some, gravy. Those are some buttery mash. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe maybe a little clumpy at times, but you know, still still edible. Still good. Yeah. Um, Murph, have you seen? Uh, on a side note, uh, I think it's Ex Machina. Oh yeah, Ex Machina is yeah. a great movie. So it's a great movie, and it reminded me a lot of the this final episode of, of them actually kind of trying to escape the world. And I honestly think I was comparing it to that. I'll be yeah. honest. I was comparing it to that because it was the only other time I'd been so crazed by a, ro- a robot that's really human being out in the world. Um, and I think ex machina did a much better job of that, of like scaring me that, that a robot was going to be in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love Alicia Vikander, who's in that. She's just the best. Yeah. <laughs> even, even in robot form, she still pulls it off. <laughs> she she works but, the robot. But kind of to, to spoil Ex Machina, though, 
Um, spoiler. Spoiler. So the robot at the end is ready to get into the go into the real world, and she tricks her human love interest on the show and and kind of sends him to be killed, kind of tying up any loose ends. Right. And I really, for a second, thought that storyline was also going to translate onto Westworld. Felix was going to be killed Me by too. yeah, just to tie up any loose ends she had in um, kind of her escape. But luckily, Felix survived, so we, we hope we get to see him and his all of his, you know, dumbfounded reactions in season <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, uh, Murph, thanks again for joining us, and we'll uh, we have a big Westworld drought, but we'll I'm sure we'll have other television to to have you back on to talk about in Murphy's Law, and otherwise you'll just have to have another game show performance. Have you have you been listening to the game yeah. shows? Yeah, oh yeah, I've listened to the game shows. I'm a little skeptical about last week's performance. I think they might have used some PEDs to enhance uh, their performance <laughs> on the field. <laughs> I w- I did notice that. I, I, we we kind of mentioned it on the show. I think we might have to throw an asterisk on I their win. I think I, so, I, too. I, it's not confirmed, Murph, but your uh, your uh, questions you are some, yeah. well received. Yes. Yeah, that asterisk might harm their uh, potential Hall of Fame inductee uh, potential. Absolutely. That's I true. agree. They're probably going to need to have a, a better season than that to be able to get into the Hall of Fame. It's a controversial win. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, thanks, well, Murph. These, until- these both- these violent, violent delights have violent ends. <laughs> These violent podcasts have violent ends. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Murph. See you later. See you, Murph. Later. All right. So James Murphy, uh, another good guest. Westworld expert. Westworld expert. So. If it can be watched, it will be watched. <laughs> if it can be watched, it will be watched. So uh, that wraps up the fourth quarter and brings us to the final drive. One note before the final drive that I will give you, uh, Russell Westbrook, 21, 10, and 11. So wow, 21 points since 21, we've been talking. 11, yes. <laughs> wow. So uh, it is it is exactly one quarter has elapsed. There's 9.30 left in the fourth now. Wow. One quarter has elapsed, and the numbers went from 6 to 21, and he's got the triple-double. So six, six consecutive triple-doubles. He's, he's, he's an animal. So uh, final drive, you want to go first or second? I'm going to go first, Derek. First, all right. Boom. So you know what I have for final drive today, Derek? What do you have? Cozy Book Corner. All right. Ooh. Okay, so I am going – I'm not done with this book. But I feel like I need to say it because I, we've got a lot of important stuff coming up for the next few final drives, in my opinion. Um, holidays, Christmas parties, whatnot. So this is my last cozy book corner of the year, probably. The Girl with All the Gifts. It sounds like an Oprah pick, but it's actually a zombie book, um, and it's very, very good. So if you like World War Z movies or, or kind of like a scary thriller, um, but this has a lot of heart. It's like the characters are very well done. It, it's... I'm not even done with it. I, I'm about three quarters of the way through, but unless the ending completely completely crashes and burns, this is going to be above 85% Steve Nicholas Avocados, probably in the 90s, definitely certified guac. Um, if you're a reader and like thrillers, and it's definitely a zombie book, so if you don't like kind of horror-y, um, fantasy, thriller, uh, post-apocalyptic type stuff, it might not be for you, but... Um, I, I'm very much enjoying it. So, Cozy Book Corner, The Girl with All the Gifts. Um, I think it's by something Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y. Cool. There you go. Look it up and uh, make that your next book for book club. Um, so, my final drive uh, is about the next destination. I haven't told Steve what this I, drive I, is about yet. He specifically kept it a surprise. Specifically because I know that it's, I don't even know what the next it's targeted des- towards him. So, I don't know what comma the next quote. The next great destination means the next place that we're going to have to organize a trip and we're going to go. And you guessed it correctly earlier. The answer is Vegas. I knew it. But the reason it's Vegas is the Taco oh, Bell yes. in Vegas that is now the flagship Taco Bell. Yes. Uh, new uh, Taco Bell opens up in Vegas. Fancy new look. Two-story Taco Bell. Oh, man. Uh, now serving beer and fr- uh, twisted freezes. They oh, have a crap. giant freeze wall with uh, the letters Taco Bell written out. And on each letter, there's a freeze flavor like underneath it. Wow. Um, big, huge, like pro shop. They have shareable appetizers with gear and, and all kinds of stuff. Shareable appetizers. If you wanted to like go to Taco Bell as, as like a sit down restaurant, I guess. Oh I don't my know. God. Um, they have an open kitchen so you can look and see them cooking the food, which is weird at first, I think, but not only they would do it if it was too gross. So it's probably a good thing that you, that you can look in and see the, see the food being made. Maybe they take more care to make it like fresh uh, there or yeah. something. Keep talking. Um, Keep taco talking. shop. They have a bunch of big screen TVs in there. I don't know what they play on them. Maybe just pictures of tacos. Uh, patio seating outside. <laughs> and the best part, since it's in Vegas, it is open 24 hours. Oh, my freaking jeez. So, so that's that. 
That's Taco Bell final drive by me, not by Steve. And I've been pushing Vegas without this Taco yeah. Bell thing. I, I, I don't know. even know if I could find time to gamble if <laughs> this exists. That's the bad thing is that this will probably be more expensive than gambling. More expensive than gambling. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, wow. So. <laughs> Look at you throwing out Taco Bell news like yep. it's nothing. Taco- <laughs> I know. Good for you. I know. Taco Bell news. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot to play it when you that's okay. said that. So. So that's it. That's the final drive. And that wraps up episode 45 of You Heard It Here Second. Thanks again to Andy for playing Know Your Tens and having a great performance, nine and a half out of ten. And for Murph joining again for Murphy's Law um, and raising some question marks about prior Know Your Tens participants. Um, So he's making sure that he is uh, doing a good job policing everything for us. And one last shout out to um, give us those timestamps if you can. Yes. Uh, Send it to www.derekandsteve.com or text us if you want, but we'll put something up there yeah. and just if you hear something funny you all know us so just just get the timestamps to us take a note <laughs> if you hear something funny take a note of the time send it along and take a snapchat of the note and send it to us don't if you want. take snapchats <laughs> don't do that so that's it for episode 45 we'll see you guys next week for 46 later days